You're listening to another life-giving message from Living Faith Church San Diego. We are a church for sinners by sinners, and we are on a mission to help you discover your purpose, live in power, and live out your God-given potential. For more information about Living Faith Church, text the word podcast to 1-888-305-2303. Again, text the word podcast to 1-888-305-2303. Now open up your hearts and minds for this transforming message from Living Faith Church. This is a story about in Luke chapter 15, verses 11 to 31, a story about a man, two, a man who has two boys. A little, little recap, really quick recap. Who has two boys, and these two boys, one of them says, "Give me all the money you have. All that's my possession, my my inheritance, and I'm gonna go." And he goes and runs off and goes to Vegas. Okay, I don't think it was to Vegas, but it doesn't say that. But he goes and squanders it off. He goes and parties and lives it up. He gets lit, you know. Okay, so he gets all that, and then later on, he loses all of his money. After he loses all of his money, he goes, gosh, he's starving, he's hungry. And because he's hungry, he comes, he goes, okay, I'm gonna get a job. I'm gonna go work in the, the fields and, and, and with the pigs, and hopefully they'll give me some food, but what they're feeding these guys, they didn't give it to him. And because they didn't give it to him, he got to back to his senses, okay, you know what? I am going to go to my father and tell him I'm sorry. And hopefully, my father will give me a job as one of the servants. So he goes back to the father, but instead of going to the father to the father for a job, his father sees him and hugs him and kisses him and all that stuff. And then the other brother, the second brother, who didn't leave and squatter everything off in Vegas, who stayed there, gets angry and says, why have you given him all this the celebration and not me? I've been here, I deserve all this. And the father says, no, it's not about that. It was that he was once dead, now, is alive. So tonight, my, my message is accepted. It's about being accepted. Have you ever, have you ever went to, uh, uh, to any machine you're about to pay for the groceries, you're paying for your wife's expensive clothes, you're, you know, you're, you're about to go shopping, and you put in the credit card. Have you ever, I don't know about you, but have you ever, ever felt worried, is this gonna go through? Is this going to say rejected? Is this the right car to have my paycheck on? Is this the right, did I put the deposit? Let's try this out. But you already have your other card ready to go just in case. Have you ever been there before? Is that just me? What's weird is that even though I know I have money in the bank, I still get worried to this day. So I always carry cash with me, okay? I still carry, I always carry cash with me just because, just in case, I'm like, you know, here's cash. Because <laughs> I get so worried. Because who likes being rejected? Can I say to your hand? Who lets be rejected? Nobody does. Everybody doesn't love being rejected, but everybody loves being accepted. I love the word at the, the grocery store. I'm buying a Kit Kat, okay? I'm a fan, okay? I'm buying a Kit Kat, and it says on there, approved. Oh, I'm so happy for the Kit Kat, <laughs> okay? But here's the thing. We all hate being rejected, and we all hate feeling like we're denied. You know, MasterCard, sorry, American Express has really mastered this concept of marketing, of, of the marketing aspect of membership has benefits. Have you guys seen that before? Disneyland has this cool club 
that's very exclusive. Have you guys heard of this? Club 33? You've never heard of Club Hey, okay, Club 33, it's that exclusive. Right by the Pirates of the Caribbean, there's a private club called Club 33. They don't market it, but people who know about it have membership there. Okay? It's very expensive. I think right now it goes for $75,000 a year. On top of your yearly pass to Disney, and then you go over there. There's a special knock on Club 33. You can't just go in just to go in. You have a knock, a special knock. They come in, they check you in to make sure your ID, fingerprints, the whole line. Club 33. But here's the funny part. Who, because I'm telling you right now it's exclusive, who wants to go check out Club 33? <laughs> you been there? Yeah. Okay. But it's pretty much a country club. This is a restaurant. This gets a restaurant that serves overpriced food. Right. But this is, that's, see, it's a restaurant that serves overpriced food. There's a club here the, uh, in downtown called the University Club. Who's ever been there before? University Club. The univer who's never been to a University Club? Okay, let me explain what University Club. University Club is as well an exclusive club. It's a club that's like very, uh, it's, it's pretty high end. You cannot come in there with, uh, in the evening, you cannot come in there with jeans. If you have jeans on, they'll, they'll tell you to go. Jennifer one time had the wrong shoes. They told her you need to go out and get shoes. So we went to Ross and got her shoes. That's, that's crazy. She did, for men, you have to wear a collar. If you don't have a collar, they seriously have a closet full of jackets. They put a jacket over you. If you're not dressed up fancy enough, they've given her a scarf. Put the scarf on, look pretty. Okay, that, that's, that's very sad, but it's pretty cool. Um, so there, that, there's that club here at the University Club off of B Street here in downtown. I don't know if they're open because of COVID, but if they ever are open, like, you know, we're memberships over there, we, 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 we go up there. But here's the thing, it's just a fancy restaurant. And the food's, eh. okay? If any of you are watching, you guys should hire Alex at the beer club. Anyways, but let me tell you this though. Why does, why does clubs like that work? See, before, who, who, anyone been a member before at U Club? No? Before you become a member of the U Club, they check, they, they, they do a check and balance. Who are you? You can't just come, you, have, you can't just say, I want to be a member. You have to be sponsored. Mm -hmm. And then they interview your sponsor, Stephen, why, why should we get allow Zach into our club? And then there's all these questions, and they go to Zach and ask him, like, what do you contribute to our club? Well, besides paying, how, what are your skill set? What is your occupation? They do a whole, if you're just the Joe Schmo, they'll say, I'm so sorry. They've denied many people, I'm so sorry, but you're not fit for our club. And it's crazy that the country club here in downtown San Diego, and it's Club 33. And listen to this, there's so, how many guys here are on this cool new app called Club, Clubhouse? In order to go be part of Clubhouse, you got to be invited. Right. Bullshit, okay? That's just marketing, okay? So let me, oh, sorry, this is church right now. You'll see, you'll see, like, yeah. But let me tell you this right now. This is the most non-judgmental church you'll ever be to, you'll be ever be at. But let me tell you, Clubhouse, that's a marketing tactic. They say, oh, you gotta be invited. Oh, I got invited. I'm exclusively to this Clubhouse app. It's just for iPhones. They're making it exclusive as possible. But people do not want to be excluded. I have never used Clubhouse. I don't have time for that. But I want it in, because I don't want to, I have FOMO. We don't go with this, fear of missing out. So I'm like, I want, I want to invite. Shoot. So they, you know, so anyways, so even though I don't really use it, I still wanted it because 
I want to be in with the people. You see, we as human beings want to belong. We want to feel accepted. We want to be part of something. There's always a yearning in us to belong to something. Now, in this story here, we go into the story about the son, particularly the son who squatters everything. And he feels that because he squandered everything, he feels like, okay, I disrespected, disobeyed, I went against my father's will. So because I went against my father's will, I know in my head I'm automatically disqualified. I'm automatically rejected. I'm automatically unapproved. And so he immediately goes, Father, I just want to be one of your hired servants. Bless you. But ultimately, here's the thing. This story is a parable about the heart of God. Living Faith Church, this church that we're in right now, exists to help you find your purpose, live in power, and live out your God-given potential. And we do all that through preaching of the word, worship, and fellowship, and belonging. And we really believe that this message of Jesus has been so uh, misrepresented by the churches that are already out there, who are out there picking, Turner Burn! Have you guys ever seen those people? They're my favorite, right? <laughs> and so, you know, but, but, but the thing is, though, is that do they actually work? Like, we were walking around in L.A., we're like, oh, yeah, I want Jesus now. You know, <laughs> don't crowd about it. Like, I don't think it really works. But here's the thing. That's what people believe that the church is all about. You come to church to get preached at. You go to church to, 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 to live holy. But let me just tell you this right now. We believe here at Living Faith Church, and this is, this is the parable that the, the heart of God. We believe here at Living Faith Church that no matter how much a son, a daughter, whoever, has squandered off, that you are accepted. You don't have to wait for a, a, an invite you don't have to wait to, to do the special knock. You don't have to, you know, dress only in slacks. You know, it, it's, 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 it's all about just being you. And that's the thing. You like, you like wearing the color black. You like wearing the color purple. You like, doesn't matter. And so in this story here, I'm going to show you guys some quick points here about the heart of God. That's what this is really about, the heart of God here is that this kid was saying he was selfish. And he goes, God, Father, give me everything I have that I, I, that I deserve. He goes out and he squatters it off. He, first point is this, is that we immediately, in human psychology, we immediately disqualify ourselves. It's just human nature. As young kids, who has kids here? As young kids, kids when they get caught, Cookie crumbs, all the cookie crumbs all over the, their face, their chest, everywhere. Did you eat the last cookie? <laughs> Little Jimmy says, no. But he can't look you in the eye. Because little Jimmy is guilty. And like, what's all those cookie crumbs? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> but he's guilty. But here's the reason why little Jimmy lies. He lies naturally because our human nature, our human nature causes us to feel guilt immediately. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you right now, 
the number one emotion that's literally killing people's lives, souls, dreams, ambitions, going after their destiny, is the feeling of guilt and shame. That is the number one killer of dreams, is guilt. I don't deserve this. I have a dream. I, I don't deserve that success. I don't deserve that prosperity. I don't deserve to go out with this guy or this girl. I don't deserve. And it's ultimately your own inner battle of guilt and shame. So on top of me being a person who studied the Word of God, I've done a lot, we've done a lot of extensive research and study on the human psychology, the subconscious mind, and all that jazz. So I tell this to John all the time, I don't want to be a preacher that just gives the theological, historical off of this. I want to blend the psychology of human behavior with the Word of God and actually help people live their life out to live a life that's fulfilled, successful, flourishing. <laughs> it's always been our mission to help you find your purpose, live, out your, live in power, live out your God-given potential. And so when, because I know that, because now we know that the biggest hurdle is us feeling guilt and shame, it is our duty to say, no, you are accepted, love accepted and adored. And that's the mission. That's, that's the heart of God. You see, this, this young kid, this young boy, he immediately felt guilty. So he says, I'm disqualified. Your guilt and shame disqualifies you automatically. That's why it troubles me for other churches out there that will tell you, oh, if you're not living with the righteousness of God, then you're going to be come to the altar and cry and be repentant. But the thing is, though, is that why does a preaching then make you feel guilty when you already feel guilty alone? So the thing is, you'll never hear from this, this pulpit, this stage, as a, a message of guilt and shame. It's always about, look, the heart of God is in the scripture. See, from Genesis of Adam, look at Adam. You guys remember who Adam is? Adam is the first created being. Adam, when he sinned, he hid from God. And God says, where are you, Adam? God's been searching for him, but Adam was, was hiding because he automatically, psychology, naturally just hid. Didn't make eye contact with God. Because like, why? look at me. Where are you? And that's the heart of God. God's not looking to say, you, shame on you. Not at all. We as humans do that. We as humans cause shame to other people. Oh, how dare you do X, Y, and Z? But let me just tell you, that's not the heart of God. So the first point I want to make in this story here is that our guilt causes us to disqualify ourselves. Not just from God, but from life. So if you are ever, let me just tell you now, here is a free coaching session for you. Ready for this? If you're ever wondering what's stopping you from achieving your greatness, it's guilt and shame. So dig deep into your psyche and say, what's causing me guilt and shame? If you can figure out what's wrong in your guilt, but what guilt and shame you have towards, you know, okay, I want to go to X, I want to ask my boss for a promotion, but I can't because my psyche, something's stopping me. Okay, where am I having guilt and shame attached to this promotion? And if you can dig deep into that and discover that, that is when you'll move forward and handle that because guilt and shame will stop you. If you're having a hard time with the opposite sex, if you're having a hard time with finances, it's all deals with guilt and shame. And so the next point you want to make here is this, is that this boy was manipulative. 
Who loves manipulation? Who, we are all liars and manipulators at some point, at some, at some extent. Let me explain. In, in, in here, he, um, the little boy here says, in verse 17, verse 17, so 15, 17, Luke 15, 17. When he came to his senses, he said, How many of my father's hired servants have food to spare? And here I am starving to death. Here you go, verse 18. I, um, I will set out and go back to my father and say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. Stop right there. He's planning what he's going to say to his father. Mm. My friends, he's planning to say what he wants to say to his father. If you really are that repentant and say, oh, I'm so sorry, it's not actually just coming out of your heart. You don't plan it. You know who plans it? People who are liars. So I want to point out to this aspect is that even though this man was evil in his he's, he's an evil man. Let's just let's be real here. He went and he went and squandered it off and blew it all off. Now he's starving. But he's over here plotting, he's plotting how he's gonna go and lie to his father. But let's fast forward here. We fast forward. Verse 20. So he got up and went to his father. But while he was still a long way off, say the words, a long way off, long way off. When he was a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his son, threw his arms around him and kissed him. Next verse. The son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I no longer. So he used his line that he planned. But can I just show this part aspect? Go back to one verse. While he was a long way off, meaning he was far away, the father didn't even hear the son's words that he planned. The father didn't even want to hear, didn't even want to say, What happened to you? No, he just saw him. And it was filled with compassion for him. He walked very slowly. No. He, he, he just walked briskly. No. He ran to his son, threw his arms around him and kissed him before the son could even speak a single word. Before, even if you're here tonight or you're watching on our broadcast and you're saying, I don't even know if I like this whole thing called God. It doesn't matter. Because even though you want to accept it or not, he sees you, he goes, I want you, I love you, I want to kiss you. Before you can even come to him and, and figure everything out, I've got to figure this whole God thing out before I pray. No. The Bible says, yet while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. My friends, no matter what, even if you're here right now and you're watching and you're saying, I don't even know about this whole God thing, it doesn't matter. He knows about you and he loves you in spite of everything. This kid was ready to lie to his father and say his line he, 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 uh, he made up. But before he could give the line, the father ran to him. Let me just tell you this right now, that God loves you so much. Whether you believe him or not, he's up there ready to run to you. Even if you're a far way off. Even if you're far way off. 
And so, of course, the father throws away throws a whole party and all that jazz. But here's the thing that's tricky. The third point I want to make. The first point is that our guilt cancels us out, out naturally. Our second point is that no matter how dark you are, no matter how far off you feel that you are, no matter how, I haven't prayed in like years. Oh, I haven't even said, I haven't, I don't even know who this God thing is. I'm just here because I heard there's free food. <laughs> whatever it may be, whatever it may be, I'm just tired of COVID. I want to get out of the house. Whatever. <laughs> Even though you're far away off, it doesn't matter. So the, the, the second point is, first point is, guilt cancels us out naturally. I mean, to live free from guilt. Second one is that no matter where we are, no matter how dark we are, God's ready to run to you. And the third point I want to make tonight is the point of the brother. You see, the brother, I believe, represents religious people. Religious people who say, Ah, do you know that so-and-so does this? Do you know that they do that? How dare them start a church when you know that they're sinners? And so people out there are always going to judge you because of jealousy. So understand this, is that this heart, the heart of God is saying, in spite of people's judgments, people's talks, people's thoughts, whatever, the Father still backs up the Son. You're still backed up, even though people hate on you. Haters gotta hate. <laughs> but understand this, no matter what, no matter how many haters you got, God backs you up. And this is a story People say, oh, this is a story about the son coming back to Jesus. Preachers would say, now come back to Jesus right now to the altar and cry and, and, and repent. And, da, da, da. and that's great fun and dandy. What I would say is right now is that this church right now, the reason why we're starting this church is because, hello, I'm a sinner. It's a, uh, I'm Stephen Delivers, I'm a sinner. <laughs> I am a sinner. And I say this to people all the time. Well, if you're a sinner, why are you starting a church? I say, because I'm, that, I'm, I'm more of a sinner than everyone else. I need to make the Bible my full-time job. That's good. <laughs> <And> so, <laughs> so that's the reason why I'm a, I'm a sinner starting a church. Because I need this to be my full-time job because I'm too much of a sinner. Listen, <laughs> I dare you to, 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 to rate me and see who's the bigger sinner here. <laughs> They had to shuffle Biggest Loser. We had the Biggest Sinner. <laughs> no, we're not going to do that. We're not going to do that, I promise. But let me tell you this. No matter how deep into sin, or no matter how dark, or no matter how lost, or no matter how confused, or no matter how angry you are in yourself, God loves you. No matter how much you feel that you disqualify yourself, John, if I can get back on keys. No matter how much you feel that you disqualify yourself, no matter how much you feel that you've, you've angered God or you've been away from God, God got your back. That's right. And listen to this. Every time you put that card, no matter how much negative you have in the bank, it's always going to say, approved. I want that bank too. You got that bank. I love those banks. <laughs> My friends, for those of you watching online, and those of you who are here tonight, 
understand this. Guilt and shame is the killer to your dreams. You know, this whole COVID thing is happening. We used to be coaches, and well, we still coaches. We used to do business coaching, and 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 we used to have a thing called success circle. And you know, some of you guys here belong with that. We do the wobble, you know, big booty back, you know, you know, all this other stuff. We used to do all that. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out. I'm trying. I'm trying to figure out where do I want to go now that the coaching thing is on pause because of COVID. Where do? Where, where's the heart? And I'm not gonna lie. In the whole coaching thing, at one point it became greedy. And I'll just never talking. The original heart behind it was really to help people. This can really help people. And so finally, we just recently just said, you know, John, let's, let's scratch everything else. Let's focus on church. I just, just want to help people. And understanding that this book, other churches, other religions will say guilt, 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 guilt. You see, other religions are all about preaching. You have to behave a certain way to get the approval of God. Other churches will say, you have to behave and then you'll go ahead and go to heaven. We say, look, it doesn't matter how you behave. It matters how you believe. Abram, in the book of Genesis, before he can even do anything, before he, before he can do anything good in the eyes of God, before there was a law, the Bible says Abram believed God and it was accounted to him as righteousness. So automatically, he was righteous just for believing. The man on the cross next to Jesus, he didn't have time to go to church and clock in and clock out in the church world. He didn't have time to read the Bible. He just was ready to die on the cross. He goes, hey, Jesus, stay me to heaven with you. He goes, all right, you're coming to paradise. All it's simply as just and so we're not here as a church to tell you how to live your life, tell you how to love, tell you how to act, tell you how to do or don't or whatever. We're just here to say, look, believe that you're accepted. Believe that your guilt and shame is no more. Believe that you are worthy. And if you can do that, I've done my job. And I'm looking, we are looking for people who will say, yes, I want to partner with this church. Honestly, this is a church that's not heard of. Be real with you. So we're looking for people who will partner with us and say, you know what? Yes, what can I do to help? I'll be the one to help set up the food. I'll help the one, we got a caterer, by the way, so just help set up. I'll be the one to help put up the lights. I'll help the one, but we need a band of people. This right here is practice, by the way. The real deal is when we go out there. Now, I'm a marketing, I'm a marketing mind, so I'm definitely going to market the crap out of this thing. This is, this is not crap, but I'm on a mission. We are on a mission to help people discover their purpose, live in power, and live out their cognitive potential. We invite your heads nice with you.
If tonight you're out there and you're watching on the broadcast or you're here in this room and you're saying, Stephen, I want this Jesus. The Jesus that accepts me. The Jesus that will love me no matter what. This Jesus that you say will give me approval and acceptance no matter whatever happens. No matter how dark I am, no matter how far I've gone. If you're out there, I want you to type in the chat the name Jesus. And if you're here in this room tonight, and you're here saying, Stephen, yes, I, I want you to pray for me. That I start this journey with this thing called Jesus, this person called Jesus. You just look at me and wink at me. Just wink. Father God, tonight I pray in the name of Jesus that every person with the sound of my voice who has even a little desire to know you, that Father God, you would speak to their hearts tonight. That you begin to touch our hearts. Lord, I pray that if anyone here is dealing with guilt and shame, that it be gone in the name of Jesus. It's not from you. And for those of us who feel that we're so dark, we're so far off, I pray, God, that you would remind us that we are still accepted and you are running to us no matter how far off we are. And God, I pray for those of us who feel that no matter what people keep judging us, Lord, I pray that you would remind us that you have our back. I thank you, Father, for what you're doing. Bless this church, God, to go out into all the world and preach the good news. Lord, anoint us now. Bless us. We love you. We worship you. We honor you. In Jesus' name. For listening to this life-giving message from Living Faith Church. For more information about our church, text the word podcast to 1-888-305-2303. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and we will see you next time on the Living Faith Church Podcast.